Hey y'all, it's me, Tay Marquise, and you are streaming Brown Boy Binge. Brown Boy Binge, a podcast by me where I will share how I see the world and the craziness that goes on in my head every single day. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to Brown Boy Binge. That is a higher key than the actual theme song, but that's okay. Anyways, I'm filming this, filming it. See y'all, I just I just need a video podcast because I just always assume that I'm filming and that you always watching. I'm recording this episode on Monday. And this is so funny because before I started this podcast, or no, when I started the podcast, I would record an episode. And then when the episode aired live, which was obviously Tuesdays because this comes out every Tuesday, I would record a new episode that same day just so that I would have the week free and not necessarily have to worry about it. Then as time went on, you know, things got a little busy. People get a little a little comfy. And here I am on Monday, the night before the podcast is quote unquote due. It's due for me and due for you. And I'm recording a podcast. But anyway, sometimes the ideas come when they come and the ideas just happen to come the day before. So that being said, I think it's kind of crazy that here we are on episode 10 because just 10 weeks ago and a little bit of time before that, it kind of felt like this podcast might have been a little bit impossible or just too big of a task to take on. And I've been thinking about this podcast, like I said in previous episodes, for a few years and have been sitting on it. I was like, oh, I need to wait till I get the money to get the equipment. I need to wait for this. No, sometimes you just have to figure out a hundred solutions or look for a hundred solutions before you say it's impossible. If you listen and you don't know where that's from, um, that's from the last episode, episode nine. So go back and listen to the big 22 so that you get some life tips, some advice, and maybe some motivation to encourage you to challenge yourself to pursue some endeavors, pursue some dreams, some goals, or some creative, you know, desires. So yeah, it's Monday right now. I'll say happy Monday to you, but also happy Tuesday because you'll be hearing it on a Tuesday. And if you've read the title, the big question is what's going on? Now I'll tell you what's going on. Life has just been lifing as it does. And for a lot of people, a lot of post-grads, recently grads, I might say, I know that it just is unfamiliar territory. So I've just been getting accustomed to living in New York City without having the obligation to go to school. I've been reading books, working out, auditioning, taking dance classes, you know, just living freely, but also making sure I keep myself together, keep growing, keep learning, keep challenging myself creatively. And investing my time in things that I actually care about because you know college will make you sometimes do the complete opposite so we'll just jump right in first we're going to talk about the books y'all I've been reading a lot of memoirs I feel like that's my favorite genre right now and memoirs by like famous actors comedians public figures you know the usual so I'm going to give you a list of we'll say six books six memoirs that I've read in like the past two months I'll say maybe maybe even month whatever we'll give you six recommendations and they're going to be in order of my favorite to my least favorite although I think they're all good books I just have to rate them because I just I I just gotta rate them just so you know which ones to get first and yeah yeah so first is Finding Me by Viola Davis I was very surprised I guess one I never thought about how old Viola Davis was but I didn't know a lot about her upbringing and her childhood and all she had to endure I knew that as a black actress she deals with a lot. I know that she's an EGOT, number one, but I know that it wasn't easy to get there. I know that she doesn't always get paid the same as co-stars or other white peers in the industry. 
like any other black person in the industry with the exception of you know some male actors but um yeah i just didn't know all she went through and i just appreciate her work and i appreciate her even more than i ever thought i could because i already did i already thought so much of her and so highly of her so finding me by viola davis is my number one number two another black actress Kerry washington's book thicker than water first of all thematically both books viola davis's book and Kerry washington's book thematically with the title the theme is just so so thorough and it makes so much sense and it aligns so well with the story the flow of the stories the conclusions of the stories mind you and Kerry washington's book thicker than water is my number two i also didn't know about the things that she experienced and i won't spoil anything because i really encourage you to read these books i when i was younger just just a few years ago freshman year of college high school middle school i was not interested in reading books i don't remember the last time i sat down and read a full book before the past two years so if that tells you anything it's it's possible to start reading again or to start reading in general so carrie washington's thicker than water was really cool because the way she incorporates water into her story and the way you learn about how she did water on scandal and she swam and what that meant for her and how they incorporated that for her specifically you just you just have such a huge scope on all the experiences of these people and you learn things that you never thought you would learn before next which i just finished today is number three leslie effing jones y'all i don't curse but i still read this book and i had to you know leslie jones she's one of the funniest comedians on the planet and again another black woman you're learning about all the hardships and yet another industry it's just like there is so much intersectionality in all these industries and the entertainment business as a whole that black people experience, let alone black women. So you get to learn about Leslie Jones's perspective coming up, how she even came into comedy, how she was always like naturally funny and how just one thing, one thing for everybody's story, one thing is like the, the catalyst for their careers, for their lives, for what made them who they were or for sort of, show for what showed the world who they were and brought them into the spotlight so boom leslie effing jones self-titled book by leslie jones the comedian read that next up is number four becoming by michelle obama i mean what more do i need to say but in that book you learn about so many things that you probably did just didn't have the ability to put into perspective in terms of how their transition was when it came to moving into the White House, what it was like for the kids, what it was like for Michelle as the first lady who doesn't actually have a job description but feels inclined to do things, but is also fighting the battle of being a black woman, the first black first lady in the White House, and all the burdens that come with that. So that book is actually really, 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 really good. It was the longest read, I will say. So that's why it's like number four for me because I just, it took me a while to get through it. Um, but it was very, very interesting. And I think it's, it's very enlightening because when I was younger, I used to want to be the president. Becoming made me obviously not want to be the president, but I think watching the presidencies as I was growing up anyway, I was like, I don't want to be president. And Michelle was like, even after being in the White House, I would never run for office as the president. And I just, she was still done with it. She had the same mindset, even though she cherished all the things it brought and all the experiences she got from being the first lady. <sighs> so that was one, that was one for the, for the books, no pun intended. Number five is Too Much Is Not Enough. This book was recommended to me by my friend Barb and it's by Andrew Reynolds, the actor. And I just thought it was very, again, you're learning about things that you would never expect people to experience. I mean, people, everybody has different lives. People experience a bunch of things on a day-to-day -day basis. 
And sometimes you just don't think about them until you read about them because you haven't experienced them. The, the, whoa, I'm choking because you haven't experienced them yourself or you don't know someone who has experienced it or you just haven't thought about it for a while. So Too Much Is Not Enough by Andrew Reynolds is number five on the list. And it was a good read. I sped through it. So it's very entertaining. That's number five. Like I said, all books are good. But I just had to order them just so you know, just so you know the vibes. And then lastly, it's Andrew Reynolds' second book, Uncle of the Year, which is like a follow up to Too Much Is Not Enough. It sort of has some of the same themes, some of the same, not the same stories, but it might reflect on some of the same stories. It ties some loose ends, but that was a good book too. And I sped through that one. So that is my books for this season. My next book is Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. If you just wanted to hear about it, because I haven't read it yet, so I can't tell you anything about it. But Trevor Noah, I really like his videos. I think he's very funny. All that. So that's my next endeavor. Get into the memoirs, y'all. I'm telling you, it's very, very entertaining. So that is my books. We should probably start a book club. Tell me what you think. You know, DM me or comment on the Q&A section. I think there's a Q&A section on Spotify. I'm still learning how to work the system, y'all. But let's let's maybe we should start a little book club. Hmm. And now we get into the nitty gritty of what's really going on, because when I read books on the subway and I only read on the subway just so that I don't use my phone, because I feel like there's a lot of pointless scrolling, a lot of pointless phone use. People aren't doing anything on their phones on the subway because you have no connection. Majority of the subway ride. So, of course, I'm reading these books on my ways to certain places. And now you're probably wondering, where are you going? And yeah, we're going to talk about that. But first, I just want to talk about the manners on the subway. I if I recall correctly. When I used to get on the subway, it would say, please let passengers off the train before you get on. And people don't seem to have the common human decency anymore. Everybody's just bumping. And I'm like, y'all don't see what's happening. Is that not weird to y'all? Would you would you not feel a certain type of way if people did the same thing you're doing to them to you? Hmm. I wonder. And then for people who need to get off a train, especially the crowded ones, because now I live in Brooklyn and the trains just always be crowded. I'm just dreading it. I'm just dreading it. And when it's time for people to get off, they don't say anything. They just expect people to know that people are getting off, which is always not the case, which is not always the case. I mean, and they just bump you. Say, excuse me, say something, say something that someone's see, they got me choking up because I'm so angry. Say something so that people know you are getting off the train or you need to get off. That's just weird to be bumping people. Not everybody wants to be bumped and not everybody's going to take it in a kind way. So be careful and tread lightly. Now, we're going to talk about more New York activities. For example, I booked a new musical called Exist, which is so fun. Round of applause, round of applause. Clap right now. You better be clapping. Clap, 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 clap. Round of applause for Exist, a new musical. Um, One of my friends recommended it to me because they were searching for people. So I just want to say thank the Lord for that. Because one thing that I really, really pray for is that work comes to me. Obviously, I'm okay to audition. Like, I love auditioning, to be honest. And we're going to get into that, too. But when work comes to me and I can just audition just for confirmation that I'm capable of doing the part versus auditioning for them to chop some people and then decide further on, further down the process that you're able. No, we're trying to take quick trips. Quick trips with long slips. I don't know where I was going with that. But, yeah, so I'm working on a new musical. It's, um, it's... Thematically, it's about like immigration. There's a, a bunch of people from a, a lot of different backgrounds. You know, someone from 
there's someone from Hong Kong, there's someone from Alabama, I'm from Florida, there's people from, or someone from Spain, someone from Mexico, and that's very thematic in our real lives, but also in the show, when it comes to the characters, in the makeup, in the themes of the show, so that's really, really fun, so I've been working on that, we have rehearsals all the time, and yeah, I'm really excited to be a part of a new work, because I definitely prayed for a new work, unfortunately, this is not a paid one, but that is okay that is okay. Sometimes you have to invest in your passions and investments don't only come in the form of money. Not everything is monetary, but in the future it could be. So plant that seed and pursue your passions and the money will follow. See, we can't be chasing money. I'm not, we're not chasing a bag. We're not chasing a bag. We're chasing our dreams and the bag is going to chase us and chase the dreams with us. So do with that what you will. But yeah, I'm really enjoying Exist and for the the title on our binders we have like a little bit of cover art for the show and it says exists with the s highlighted or it's like a bright a bright letter and then the letters e-x-i-t are just red for exit because of how they treat immigrants and they always want us to leave i'm saying us i was born in america but i'm haitian y'all so i'm riding i'm riding for the people now in terms of broadway auditions i've been auditioning for a few shows and one of my most recent auditions well i we're going to talk about the first one. My first audition when I got back into New York City was very, very interesting. I was like, hmm. And sometimes these auditions are for shows that are like next year, a couple years down the road, maybe even a couple months down the road. But this sometimes auditions are for immediate replacements. And for me, it's like, oh, this is cool because you're going to know. Either you're going to know soon, ASAP, or you didn't get it. But I love that. I love a rush process because I'm like, yeah, because when they have too much time to linger, it just feels like you just sent your audition into the abyss. Even if you audition in person, it feels like it went to the abyss and nothing ever happened. It just I don't know. Theater just feels unreal on this planet. That's weird. So that audition was very interesting. The dance was very interesting. I turned to the left, which means I turned standing on my right leg and everybody i guess it's a rarity, but everybody likes to turn to the right on the left leg. And I'm like, Lord. I can't be doing that. And this this combo for this audition, it was not just a single turn. We was double turning and stagging in the air. And I was just like, Lord, I am sometimes strong, but I am not your strongest soldier. So we were in this audition and I kind of knew, at least in the beginning, I was like, oh, I did not book this. And if you audition enough and you audition and you make your rounds, there will be auditions where you just know. And sometimes you may be wrong, but sometimes you really just know. And in this audition, I really just knew. So that was very interesting. Um, I was like, I don't exactly know what they want or what they're looking for. So that was kind of wonky. And it was crazy because I had auditioned for the show exactly a year before. So like this year I auditioned for it and then you you get the gist. And I was like, this is a coincidence. I'm going to book it. It has to work out. Well, it wasn't in the works for me. So that didn't work out. And then another audition I did recently was interesting one because we learned we learned a couple combos most auditions for the preliminary auditions they just teach you one and then they'll do a chop and tell you if they want to call you back the next day the same day the next week you know and for this audition they were they were getting everything out of they they were just trying to conquer everything in, in one day and i was like okay cool so we had to memorize a couple sides a song we had to sing our bring our own song we had to learn two dance combos i was like oh they are they're doing the work they are doing the work and of course the show doesn't happen until next year and i was like huh so we learned 
one combo, which was fine. I was like, okay, my shoes work. But the floor that we were on, it was like a Marley floor. We were at, where were we? Ripley Studios. And if you're an actor listening to this, a New York actor specifically, you know where Ripley is. But we were at the, the 305 location. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, the floor was very weird and very not smooth. And my, I was like, I'm going to lose an ankle here. I'm going to lose an ankle. Or I'm going to lose a knee. So for the second combo, which we were surprised because we didn't know we was doing two combos. Um, I was like, I got to take these shoes off. And I didn't bring my Leducas, also known as jazz shoes, to the non-theater folk out there. And I feel like, I don't know why I didn't bring them. I assumed that I wasn't going to need them because in the call they said jazz shoes or sneakers. They said or, not and. And so... I didn't have my Leducas, my jazz shoes, and um, the floor is very grippy. I was like, I got to take these shoes off. So I did the second combo in socks, white socks, mind you. And then these rooms, it may not look like the floor is dusty, but the way the dust was adding up on the bottom of my socks, on the bottom of my feet, I was like, ooh, dirty. So I did the second combo in my socks, and it was really, really fun. You know, we did small groups. They filmed it, so I'm sure they're they're watching it right now as we speak. I don't know where that accent came from. But, um, yeah, I did that audition and then I was, okay, they came and then they announced like who was going to be called back and whether they needed to see you that day or the following week, which I was like, here we go. They're stretching out the timeline. But the material, like I said, we had to do two scenes, which was honestly really, really small. And for those of you who are there, if you're listening, I don't know if anyone who was in the audition is listening to this podcast. First of all, hi there. I hope you had fun. But second of all the sides were like a few sentences one of the sides was literally one one little one little line and then oh my god story time so when i got the sides i was like this role is probably something that i probably won't play not even by the looks but i was just assuming what they would have someone play for it age wise and so i didn't really give that side that much attention of course this is the the one liner it's not just one super short line but it's just it's a quick line and I didn't give it too much attention. I gave attention to the other side because I was like, well, I'll probably be saying this. This seems like someone who's younger, you know, the sh- yeah. So I was about to reveal the show and act it, but I'm not. So, um, yeah, I learned that side and I was all booked and ready to go. Learn the song, all booked, ready to go. I would just sing the song in the shower, sing it on subway, sing it everywhere I went because it was just so catchy. And then my own song, I had, I sang it plenty of times before and I practiced it or whatever. But yeah, so once I got to the callback the day of the audition, I was like a couple hours later, they were like, um, yeah, they're having everybody do everything like your size, your song, the song they assigned, all these things. And I was like, oh, I got to learn this side really quick before I go in the room. And I, I did it, y'all. But it was so interesting because when I read the side, they had a reader in the room. When I read the side, the the guy... <laughs> He skipped the beginning of it just to get to to the line that I had to say. And I was like, I blanked because obviously this is, well, not obviously, this is after I had sang my song for them, the one that I chose, sang their song and did the other side. So my brain was already racing or whatever. And I was like, I thought there was more. Can we restart? So we restarted and he did, and then he, I'm choking because I'm just so, I just thought it was so funny. We restarted and I did the side right and we were good to go. They loved my song. And there was a point in my song I sang in summer from Frozen. That's seemingly have has become my go to as of recently. I sang that at showcase, you know, sang that at other things. And 
I don't think a lot of people sing it, number one. And I don't think a lot of people imagine it how I imagined it. I don't even think I imagined it. I literally just did the song and stuck with what came out of my body. So, yeah, at some point, I remember all of them bending their heads down and writing something. Everybody at the same exact time was writing something. And I was like, huh, that has to be good. So overall, that audition went really well. And that was my most recent audition in person. I really love in-person auditions because... You just, you can just give it all. There, it's nothing's cut off. There's no screen, no screen limits, no size limits. You can see everything. You have full ability to express yourself, and they always or they usually want you to be closer to the camera anyway. So it's not like you can be in a room and do your stuff because they need to see your expression and they need to see what you got going on in the face. So that was my most recent in-person audition. But in terms of online auditions and or self tapes, if you know the term, uh, I just feel like. It's just so much labor. In my current circumstance, I don't have my my blue screen backdrop situation or my ring light. So unless I'm filming in the daytime, it doesn't really look right when I film in my room. So I would always go to my friend's house because they have a whole setup. They get out the lights, they get out the backdrop, they get out everything. And they can also watch me from behind the camera and tell me if everything is looking good. So sometimes... Our schedule just doesn't align and we have to squeeze things in. It just self-taping is just a lot of work that you don't get paid for. You got to be the technician. You got to be the lighting person. You got to be the the sound cue. You got to be everything. You got to be in charge of everything. And I just think it's an, a little bit underappreciated skill for us to have. But we were forced to get it because of the pandemic and people were self-taping before. But now it's really a skill. I think it's a skill because some people book off self-tapes. But that's been my audition situation. And... Following the Broadway theme, I don't know why I was just paused for a second. Following the Broadway theme, I've seen a couple new Broadway shows that I really enjoyed. So if you're someone who's a theater goer in New York, or if you're just curious about the shows that I saw, I'm going to tell you. So first up, we have Pearly, which is a play and a musical. But this this run of the show, this production, this revival is Pearly the Play, Pearly Victorious, starring Leslie Odom Jr. and Carrie Young. It's a very good show. And a very funny show might I say and I guess I just been in my playback because I've seen a lot of plays and I really enjoyed the plays and coincidentally the ones that I really really enjoy at least when I first saw them was the black plays and I love them next up is Jaja's African hair braiding which is closing on November 19th but I encourage you to see it if you can within the next six days or the next five days because you'll be hearing this tomorrow on Tuesday the 14th so uh, Yes, Jaja's African hair braiding is it takes place in Harlem, which is even more close to home, literally. And it's about the braiding shops, you know, with the Africans and the immigrants and their experiences living in the city and getting citizenship and green cards and all these things that people don't really talk about and or know about. And I thought that it was just very informative because there's just so much that happened behind this whoa. There's so much that happens behind the scenes that you don't see when you just go to get your hair braided. Go see Jaja's. Go see Pearly. Support Black-owned businesses and Black art. Boom. Next is The Cottage. This is not a Black show, but it was very, very funny. And based on the time period, this is so crazy because I always talk about how I despise cigarettes. Nothing against the smokers. Just don't like the cigarettes themselves or the weed. And... They had a lot of fake cigarettes in the show, and I was like, "Lord, this could not been, this could not have been more of a coincidence." And everybody was smoking, and there was a running bit where they had like cigarettes everywhere, hidden, 
in places where you wouldn't expect them to be and they had hidden lighters like trap lighters say for example there was like a a light switch or a latch they would go to the light switch and it would be a lighter so that was really funny but they were smoking a lot of fake cigarettes and them fake cigarettes still stink i was like is this even healthy because they had to light them they actually lit them and that was the cottage starring laura bell bundy and a lot of other people who i can't name right now because i don't remember off the top of my head but i also remember wait wait, wait it's coming to me it's coming to me lily cooper lily cooper is also in that show sorry that i don't remember the other actors but it was a really good show and it closed so you can't necessarily go see that and then the last show that i saw recently is back to the future which was really really fun for a lot of people who know the movie who know the movie i think it's pretty close in terms of script in the book of the show so overall i didn't really know what to expect from the show because i did i have seen the movie before but it's been so long since i saw back to the future so I wasn't really caught up and I heard no reviews about the show, but clearly it's doing fine. And I was pleasantly surprised. And then, first of all, the show was just so good. There were so many songs in it and I was like, ooh, I could add this to my book. And I don't know, I just really had fun. I love shows that take place in like schools and have a very youthful energy because that's the kind of work that I want anyway. And one of my friends, Victoria Bird, shout out to you, Tori, she's in it. And we went to high school together. So that's that was just a full circle moment to see her in it. And yeah, go see Back to the Future because that's not closing anytime soon. Now, this is where the rising action starts. So for the past couple of weeks and in my time being back in the city, I wanted to get back into the groove, both literally, figurative, mentally, spiritually, everythingly. And I've been taking more dance classes. Now, I ha- you, when I first started taking dance classes outside of school, I took like maybe a, one or two, not enough, I will say. And um, I was taking like theater classes, jazz, all the things that I kind of was already exploring while in school, have been exploring for the past few years. And once I got back to New York City, I was like, I'm done with that. I'm done spending all my money with stuff that I'm already good at. Yes, I said it. I'm good at it. I'm good at it. I do it. I love it. I live it. I decided to invest in my roots, get in the street, in the street jazz, the street jazz, funk, fusion, jazz, grounded stuff, hip hop. And I've been taking classes from some very phenomenal teachers like Amari Marshall from Beyonce Renaissance, Rob Bynes from Beyonce Renaissance, and many others. I've just been having a good time being challenged, challenging myself, growing as a dancer in ways that I never even imagined because because dance is like my strong suit. I mean, I'm good. I'm good at everything. I'll just, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, I don't, it's very hard for me to just be saying stuff like that, but I know I always have work to do, which is why I don't be talking about myself like that. But I'm, I feel like I'm good at everything. So sometimes when people would just limit to me, whoa, 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 let's, let's slow down. Sometimes when people would limit me to just being a dancer, I'm like, well, no, that's not all I do, but that's what, that's what they see. Or I don't know, whatever it is, dancing was something that I was like, I'm good at it. I'll indulge in it, do it for fun, you know, dance, but it just doesn't seem that big of a deal to me in a way that it does from people on the outside looking in because it's just something that I do. So as I'm taking more classes, you know, taking Amari, taking Rob, taking other dance classes, it's it's just been getting real. I've just been getting challenged, as I said, and in Amari's class, the combo, there was a lot of next stuff. And this is very thematic for where the story's going to (laughs) go. There's a lot of next stuff, a lot of next stuff. And I was like, Lord, 
my neck ain't prepared for this. I don't know if it's the flexibility, the range of motion, how frequently this is happening. But the combo was very fun. She was very fun. Such a beautiful light to work with. I'm so glad I got to meet her. It's crazy because I just saw her on the stage last in Kansas City for the last Renaissance tour. And it just seemed unreal. Like, it just seemed like we were living in a whole different world when it came to Renaissance. So to see her in person, so small, but having such a big personality and a big soul and a big heart. Uh, it was just so rewarding and I'm so glad that oh this I forgot to say this so let me pause this story real quick but a couple weeks back as I was getting back into dance classes I did take a few I took like a street jazz class I took a tap class because I needed to brush up on tap you know holding myself accountable and I was also working out every single day except for the weekends so I'll be dance classing or I'll work out in the mornings and then go to dance class after which was I guess putting a lot of work on my body it didn't feel like it but it usually doesn't feel like it until it does. So, oh my gosh. At, while I was taking one of my street jazz classes, my ankle felt weird. And I felt this feeling in my ankle before. And I was like, huh, maybe it's just like an ankle, ankle cramp. Because usually when I felt it, I would just stretch my ankle a little bit and I would be fine for the rest of the class or whatever I was doing, whether it's a show or anything. It just felt fine. And I kept dancing and I just felt it the whole time. But it didn't hurt. It just was very uncomfortable. And so... The next day I woke up and ooh, my ankle, I, I don't know, it felt like there was like a little gravel in my ankle. And I was like, oh no, because I, y'all, I just don't handle injury very well mentally. I just go into this spiral and I'm like, oh, I can't do what I want to do. I can't dance. I can't use my body because my body is just like, that's my, that's my thing. That's what I do. I dance. I go to the gym, you know, I walk around New York City. So just for it to be sort of now more complicated to do the things that I was just enjoying and I was going so hard at it so I couldn't run the treadmill I think that was also what contributed to it running the treadmill 24 7 I would run it for one mile at least every single day while I was working out and I guess that took a toll so I've taken a break from the treadmill nonetheless and so back to where I was with Amari and the head situation I took a couple weeks off of dancing in the gym because of my ankle to heal or because my ankle needed to heal I should say. And Amari's class was like two weeks after I just not decided. Yeah. After I decided I was going to take a break and I was hoping that my ankle wouldn't give me any issues after the two weeks of it healing, which it didn't thank the Lord. And so we're in Amari's class and obviously we're doing the next stuff. Well, that wasn't like the whole dance, but there was a couple parts where we had to use like drop our neck back. And I was like, Oh, I'm not used to this. So after we did that, you know, we took pictures with Amari, got to talk to her and all these things. And I got to see, well, I got to meet a girl. She was like, I love your videos, by the way. And I just think moments like that are so crazy because I'm like, Amari is literally the star in this room. And somebody spotted me. And a few moments before, I kid you not, I was dancing with my friend Ashleen. And I was like, Ashleen, whenever I see kids, because they're my main demographic, or specifically in Brooklyn, in New York in general, this is where most of my followers are. I know someone's going to spot me, whether they say it out loud or they, I don't, whether they say it out loud or whether they just give me eyes. And a few moments after the girl came up, she was like, I love your videos, by the way, as we're doing the dance combo or practicing on the side. So that was a cool moment. So we did Amari's and for the next two days, my neck was, my neck was just, my leg, neck, it was sore. It was so sore. And I was like, I can't even move my neck. I don't know. Something's wrong. I can't move my neck. And that was a harbinger. And if you don't know what harbinger means, I'm going to tell you a sign of things to come. Continuing with the neck theme, we take 
Amari's class is on Thursday and Rob's class is a week after. How long ago? When did I take Rob's class? I think I took Rob's class last Wednesday, last Thursday. No, last Thursday. Let me check my calendars right here. Last Thursday, literally exactly a week from Amari's class. And in that, what's crazy is we're in the same room that I did my audition with the, the bad floors, the grippy floors literally the same exact room because Ripley rents rooms, you know, it's public rental. So we're in that room and I'm like, okay, this is interesting again. And of course I have on shoes that aren't like smooth at the bottom. So I said, this should be interesting, but I'm really excited to take this class. Um, yeah. So we do the dance and obviously he was also on Renaissance tour. So that was a full circle moment for me. And he was one of our male dancers. So I really like looked up to him. I just thought it was amazing to be in the same room as him and to be doing his choreography. And the way he taught was very, very interesting because he put on music, but he didn't really give us the choreography by mouth. He would just demonstrate it physically and just keep doing it until it felt like the whole room was on the same accord with the same counts. And he made sure the music that he played, he literally played like three songs, the music that was playing in the background as we were learning, because one, he said it helps people not focus so much on like being perfect and like just overthinking the choreography. So he had, he made sure the, the, I can't talk. He made sure the songs in the background matched in terms of rhythm and beat for the dance. And they all matched pretty well. And he would just go around the room, do some choreo. And once everybody got it, he would add on and then he would go back and do the whole thing. And then we would just be doing that the whole time. And I just thought that was such a clever way to teach. Um, just by showing people so that they can use one, their eyes before they ask questions because some people you know when you're thinking when you're listening you just there's conflict when it comes to the senses so I thought that was a very genius way to teach I've never had anyone teach me like that and I will never forget it and I might incorporate it in the future I'm going to steal it Rob thank you and so we did that and once we got to groups usually people get crazy when it comes to groups not crazy in a way that like they behavior wise but crazy in a way that we start to overthink and the combo starts to leave our brain you know we've been doing this dance for so many so many minutes we've been doing this dance for so long and it's been fine we've been killing the choreo nailing all the moves nailing all the beats and everything's fine as a big group but as soon as they say small groups or as soon as they pull out a camera the brain just farts and it's, it's not a quick fart it's a long one you don't remember a thing and your mind just goes blank so that was part of that was part of what was happening but this time my brain everything was just there it was really cool and I had enough groups ahead of me, of course, to rehearse the dance on the side. So I made sure of that. And there was this girl. This was another interesting moment. She was like, hey, you you keep doing this dance because I need to watch you. And I was like, oh, shoot, I need to keep doing it, too, because I need to watch it. Um, so I did that. I helped her out. That was fun. And then when it came time to actually go up, there was a few people at the end of the groups who would do like improv and just continue dancing because Rob kept the camera rolling. And I was like, oh. Is this the vibe? I love I love a little improv, but this is a little different improv because you know this is this is kind of in the hip hop realm, more in the the Jersey style dancing, all of that. You know, giving them hips because the hips don't lie. And so we're doing improv, and when it comes to my group, of course I'm the one person that does the improv in the group. And as I'm doing my improv, everything's going perfectly fine. It's going well. It's going well. Bad and bougie. I think that was the song we did it to. Yes, was it bad and bougie? It was not bad and bougie, but that song will work for the combo too. I think that was one of the songs we learned the choreography to, but we were doing that. I'm the one doing the improv at the end. Rob's still recording. 
and somehow end up in like a drop split and then instead of just coming up out of the drop split i decided to do like a a roll over into a handstand this is backwards i don't know what the actual term is for it but i roll over backwards over my neck my shoulders and i hear it in my neck and i said you're lying 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 in my head the whole time for the rest of the class i'm like you're lying you're lying this this can't be happening mind you i feel no pain but mentally i'm just broken i'm hurt i'm like something is gonna be wrong something's definitely wrong with my neck now it's never cracked like that before and it just went it literally y'all it was like such an even crack too right up my spine right up each little bone and i was like oh this is incorrect something can't be right because instead of having my hands ready mind you i haven't done this in years i don't know why i thought to do this lesson number one that i learned today was don't you don't have to do too much to be seen you will be seen for what you are for what you present and what for and what for what you bring to the table and i will never forget it and i will never do too much again um but it's it's still okay to go for it i still encourage you to go for it just go for it in ways that you know you can go for it people always say that in auditions when you got special skills don't be writing down things you did 30 years ago don't write down things you did 15 years ago write down something that you know you can do when they ask you to do it right now so i did that and i just knew something was wrong with my neck i finished the rest of the class no pain everything was fine but after that i was like you better lay low and i made sure i laid low so of course not of course ironically in rehearsal for the exist musical that i'm working on the new musical the choreography is very like modern grounded contemporary work at least everything that we've been working on and it's been obviously experimental because we're in the workshop phase and there's a lot of neck activity i'm like what is going on with the world in the next they're just out to get my neck they're out for my head and um yeah so i was like i gotta take it easy i told the choreographer i gotta take it easy and to that i also say speak your truth y'all because people if they don't know they just don't know and you could just be worse than something that's going on so my neck was like oh i was like well eventually if this persists like if it gets worse because i did experience like an ache or two but i think that also was just because of the muscles and everything that was involved with me rolling over my neck backwards into a handstand um yeah i just think it was because the muscles were involved so i i'm still healing as we speak but i just thought it was going to be more than what it was you know after i left the dance class i was googling i was like how do you know if you have a neck injury how do you know if you have a spinal injury how do you know how do you know you know google be lying or google will google will make you think you're gonna die tomorrow so i was on google and because we have rehearsals usually like every day i will say we have like one day off every once in a while um i was like okay i'll go to the doctor on sunday which was yesterday today's monday like i said yesterday and i'll have them look at it if i need to get x-rays we'll get x-rays and we'll get it taken care of just so i don't wait on it and prolong it and let things get worse before i look at it so fast forward to present day sunday i get up i go get breakfast you know whatever i'm like i experienced a little aching when i was leaning on the side of my bed the night before so i i definitely need to get it checked so I get my food at Patanga, Patanga, whatever, the, however you pronounce it. And somehow I ended up spending $21 when I just got, what did I get? A bean burger and a cup of roasted sweet potato bites. Hmm. Weird. But it was good nonetheless. And I headed right on over to the doctor. Now, because I'm from Florida, I was like, where do I go? What do I do? I don't, I'm just not familiar with this territory. 
back home, there's one main hospital that you go to in the Sarasota Memorial. There's, I think there's another one near Lakewood Ranch. And obviously I'm talking to people who know Sarasota. Um, but there's not that many choices. Here in New York, you got a city MD everywhere. I just didn't know what to choose. I wasn't familiar. I don't know who takes my insurance. It was just a whole debacle going on in my brain, as does just about every single day. So I just chose the first city MD and... You know, when you adults, there's this this mutually understood, this, oh, I say this universally understood concept of filling out paperwork without your parents because they don't usually teach you. They just do it until it's time for you to do it yourself. And usually when it's time for you to do it yourself, you're not with them. How funny. So I was like, oh, here we go. I got to fill out my I got to fill out my information. You know, she was like, have you been here before? I was like, no. She was like, fill it out on iPads. Y'all, they got iPads now and they scan your ID. They do all of it from behind the glass. You just do it yourself. DIY. DIY just for I. So I did that, gave her my insurance, and she was like, it'll be a copay of seventy-five dollars. I said, Oh. Just take it, just take it, just take it, take it, take it. So I gave her my car, we did all that, and mind you, there was a few people in the office, like or what do I call it? In the lobby or in the waiting area. In the waiting area, but I feel like they had already done their information, put their information in. So they were calling people in, calling people in, people were getting sent out, whatever. It was quick, it seemed. Then when I got in um it took like five ten minutes for the lady i think she was an assistant to come ask me stuff take my blood pressure you know the usual she was like what's going on and i'm telling her about my neck i'm like yeah i rolled over it da, da, da. and she just running down she's riding down fast 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 and i was like where are you from she was like jamaica is my accent strong i was like mm, no it ain't strong but i could hear it and she i don't know she i guess she didn't like her accent i was like i love accents you don't like your accent she was like uh but that was i don't know she was cute she was she was funny or whatever and for this for the doctor's office you have to wear masks so i couldn't really see her face or whatever but yeah she was a pretty little she was a pretty girl and um after she came in to check on me it was about 15 20 minutes before the doctor came and before i'm gonna say mind you again because you know black people just say mind you all the time mind you they were like the x-ray whatever the x-ray i'm just gonna say x ray addition <laughs> the x-ray doctor wasn't in so the doctor comes and he's like what's going on i tell him but i'm like let me just show you because of course i got it on video because i was recording myself during the dance. well i don't want to record myself they recorded us doing the dance and i had footage so i just wanted to show him what went down he was like he started moving his head and i was like yeah i have full range of motion because you know i was on google sometimes google is helpful i was on google and he was like he gave me this look like bro bro this is why i wish i had a video podcast because this would be such a good moment he was like bro and i was like what he was like if you had a neck injury or a spinal cord injury you wouldn't be able to move your head at all or move your arms and i was like oh funny you should say that well yes i swiped that card for no reason 75 dollars just for you to tell me to go home that's what he said he was like go home he was like, i can prescribe you ibuprofen the the extreme version and i was like um no I'm just going to heal naturally. He was like, unless you are superhuman, you wouldn't be able to move your neck. And I was like, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Hey. And I walked out of there so confident with a little ache, of course. But I walked out of there confident. And I thank the Lord because I invested in my peace of mind. That is the message for this podcast. Invest in your peace of mind, in your comfort, in your health, in your happiness all worthy investments even if it's not money invest time invest thought 
invest your heart and your soul and your passion. So, yes, that is the story of me having a broken neck scare. <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Brown Boy Binge. Yeah. I should have been plugging this a long time ago, but go follow me on Instagram at Tay Marquise. That's T-A-Y-M-A-R-Q-U-I-S-E. That's the same thing on TikTok. It's the same thing on YouTube. And also, if you have friends who don't who claim they don't use Spotify because I don't even technically use Spotify myself to listen to music or podcasts. Mm, I lied. I listen to one podcast on Spotify. But there's a lot of people who say they use Apple Podcasts nonetheless because they don't support Spotify or they just don't use it because I use Apple Music primarily too. Um, tell them that Brown Boy Binge is available on Apple Podcasts too and go ahead and share it and go ahead and give it whatever rating you choose. But I do love a good five stars because only a few people have rated it. <sighs> that being said, I hope you enjoy your Tuesday. I hope you enjoy this episode of Brown Boy Binge. I hope you follow Brown Boy Binge for the ride and just tag along for where this podcast is going to go because it's going to go places and i say thank you come again